Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Subscribe at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. As a subscriber, you'll get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. Sound good to you? Go to TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. That's TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by VCR Now. Are you looking for an opportunity to captivate and enhance the experience of those who visit your stadium, arena, house of worship, or business? VCR Now can help you achieve that goal with a total experience. VCR Now is a technology organization that can fulfill your LED, audio, video, lighting, networking, security, and infrastructure dreams. Visit VCRNow.com to learn more. Watch Texas Football Today live every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. And get involved in the conversation using the hashtag TFToday. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it is Texas Football Today, a show that is your nice, comforting, warm blanket. It's really cold On a Monday. My name's Greg Tepper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, TexasFootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live, TexasFootball.com, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, all the places, or listen to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part. Support your local mediocre internet show. I'm sitting here, sitting over there at the helm today, making it sound good. She is the Duchess of the Dorks. She's Ashley Pickle. You're Hi, also the friends. executive producer, I should say. I do that as yeah, well. That's, that's just the side gig. That's the side gig. Yeah. Mostly duchessing. That's, I, what do I do on a normal day? I duchess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, many people are saying. Many people are saying. <laughs> Today's Monday, September 19th, 2022, 65 days till Thanksgiving. Happy birthday to DeJounte Murray, 26 today. Goes pretty cool. Well, Ep- sad. Mm, Darn tough. It. Episode 1,459. You all right? No. On today's show, folks, big show. Big, 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 big show we got Monday morning fallout. We're going to overreact to the football weekend. Then we're going to be joined by the head coach of the 4-0 Canyon Eagles. Coach Todd Winfrey will join us in his second year there. He has them off to a 4-0 start after a thrilling win over Amarillo Caprock. Uh, so we will talk with Coach Winfrey about that. Back half the show, we will unveil the new Dave Campbell's Texas Football Associated Press state rankings. And we'll round it all out with a very exciting announcement. Mm-hmm. But you got to stay tuned to the end of the show for that. That's what we do. We make you stick around for the end for the big <laughs> announcement. Do we have first four through the door? We sure do. It was Nick Morton, Rob Hathaway, Just Chad, and Tony Blaylock. Welcome in, fellas. Well, also, uh, the people are asking, where did you eat Saturday night? Because you put that on Twitter. Yeah, so we were going to go to Paloma Blanca, which was the recommendation by Matt Wilson. Oh, he loves Paloma He loves Blanca. it. He yeah. ate there like three times during coaching school, and we're only there for like three days. And we went there. And the restaurant was rented out for an event. Oh, no. So we just we found like another, like at that point, we were kind of in a bit of a time, time crunch. crunch yeah. We had to find a place and eat and stuff. So we went to a good Mexican food place that I don't remember the name of that was yeah. like up in Alamo Heights, which was, it was good. Um, I wouldn't say it was, you know, sadly. It, there were extenuating circumstances that kept us from having a really. Right. Well, especially when you're looking forward to something like that, the disappointment brings down the, tough. the like, tough. Yeah. the review was, of the food. We were walking up to the restaurant, Paloma Blanca, and then there were like people who were like really dressed up. Uh-huh. And like, we've never been there. So we're like, uh-oh, are we like underdressed? We were dressed yeah. okay, but yeah. like these people were like dressed up. And then we got there and we realized, oh. oh it's an event. <laughs> Darn it. Anyway. 
Pickle! Hit the area sign. It's time for Monday Morning Fallout. Monday Morning Fallout, of course, when we overreact to the football weekend. And what a weekend it was across the state of Texas. A lot to overreact to in the football world. We'll start with my three big thoughts. Thought number one, proving grounds. As the results poured in in Texas high school football across the state of Texas, what I, what I thought was most notable was that you had a lot of teams that we just didn't know about, right? It's not that we thought that they were bad or we thought that they were overrated or we thought that they were, you know, not as good as their record indicated, mm -hmm. but they were facing big tests and arguably their first big test and we want to see how they really measured up. Gunner. Perfect example. Gunner was a good example. Gunner took on Brock. Now, Brock's... We could spend hours talking about Brock. Because it's a, it's a weird dumb. situation. <laughs> they're, guys, they're... Like, Whitesboro's pretty good, but they're probably going to finish 6-4. and four. <laughs> They're so good, and they it's, make me look so dumb. It's weird. <laughs> anyway, but Gunner. Gunner had played two games, one against a private school and one against a, uh, charter. a charter school, Cedar Hill TLC. And just quite frankly, they're just a lot better than both those teams. Mm -hmm. And they treated them appropriately. But we found out, I think, a lot about Gunner on Friday night. I don't think they're perfect. I think there are things about them that are vulnerable. I thought their offense had a relatively off night, but their defense is legit. And I think they're the favorite in three in Division Two. We learned a lot about that. We learned a lot about Anna. Anna welcomed in Salina in uh, probably the biggest game in Anna football history. We had uh, Mike Craven was there, and Mike Craven went to the game Anna and Salina. And he was like, yeah, he's like, I was talking with people. He's, uh, well, let me see. He put some in the slack. He, he said, said that he, he said something along the line. He talked box. to somebody. He talked to somebody who was like 70 years old. And he said, yeah, they were talking about this as the biggest game in Salina history. Yeah. And I think like, that it was. And there was, so they welcomed in Salina for the biggest, for the biggest game in Salina history, Anna history. And they beat them for the first time since the seventies. And they beat them with a second half comeback to get the win. Um, so we know a lot about Anna now. That's a signature win for Seth Parr's ball club. Signature win. Here's one that maybe flew under the radar. New Caney. New Caney had a nice sparkling 3-0 and record. Mm -hmm. But we're like, okay, mm, mm, let's see. They end up beating the Woodlands, 14-7, kind of beating the Woodlands their own game. Yeah. It'd be like that. Very impressive from them. That's what kind of what we saw across the state in week four. In week four. We saw teams with an opportunity to prove that they were for real, and many of them did it. Now, some of them maybe lost. I thought Wichita Falls Riders lost to Lubbock Cooper. A little bit dispiriting, but at the same time, that's a weird game. They know played each other for the ninth time in five years. Less, like less than four calendar years, mm. ninth time. So, I don't know. At the same time, though, I do think... Uh, I'll give you another example. Enough that they had played a lunch meet schedule... But Longview. Yes. Longview went on the road to Lufkin and drilled Lufkin. Like, really? That doesn't happen. It's like 54 to 6 or something that. Like doesn't that. happen. They don't drill Longview. And that was Lufkin, just right. after Lufkin had gotten a very, very good win the week mm -hmm. before. Over Consolidated. You're absolutely right. So, overall, that was kind of what I took was the teams that were programs with an opportunity to get big wins, and they did it. And especially, like, Anna was the one that really stood out. Yes. Because, like, there's a lot of pressure 
There's a lot of eyeballs. That's a program that has not been good for a long, long, long time. And here they are welcoming in a rival, welcoming a team that, you know, is state-ranked. That, uh, that crowd was awesome. And they showed up. They the showed up, as they should awesome. for the biggest game in program history. Just thought number one. Thought number two, a harsh reality in the G5. So, so we're going to put aside the Power 5 teams in the state of Texas for now. Baylor got a win over Texas State. A&M had a nice bounce-back win over Miami, although they're offense. Mm-hmm. It is not good. Texas beat UTSA, uh, and then Tech went on the road, and they lost. They lost. Uh, to, to North Carolina State, I have some questions about some time management issues there for McGuire and company, but we're going to put them aside for a moment. Put the Power 5 aside for a moment. TCU didn't play, right? No. TCU was off. Yeah, because they've got the skillet this week. Yeah. For the past few years, we've really been reliant on the G5 to, to spark joy for us. Mm-hmm. We've really been leaning on them because A&M has been up and down. They had a, like a great 2020, but like 2021 was a bit disappointing. Texas, of course, the are they back or not you know, saga has been you know, going, going forward. Tech has been down with Matt Wells. Uh, the, past few, the last few years with Gary Patterson have been disappointing. Baylor's been the real lone bright spot there. Mm-hmm. But even before last year, they were a little bit disappointing, right? So we've been leaning on the G5 a lot. It's why we were so excited about UTSA last year, right? Oh, yeah. It's why we were, like, really excited about what Houston did last year. I'm yeah. very high on them this year. And SMU. SMU. UTEP last year, right? North, uh, North Texas surging to a, to a bowl game, right? I think it's time to recognize that this year, this ain't it. Oh, it's rough. It's real rough. This ain't it. Houston losing to Kansas at home is bad. Very bad. Now, Kansas is better, but... There's there's there are big issues there. That's not what you want to be doing before you're fixing to make your move to the Big Twelve. SMU had an opportunity to really get a great win on the road at Maryland. They really let it slip. UTEP They are like really bad. Like down really bad. bad. They're down bad. Texas State kind of got no contested by Baylor. Uh, they hung they, in there they the had first a really half. good first half. They they looked very they looked good in the first half and then it all crumbled. Right. UTSA, UTSA, I, I give them a little bit of a pass going to Texas. Whatever, you know, there's that. Again, they, they were an exciting first relatively, half. yeah. They're good first half. They they pulled it late. The only, I think, the only team Hoot. out of out of Hoot. the G five that comes out feeling pretty good. Hoot, hoot, intensify that hooting, baby. Uh, Rice snaps a, uh, a I think it's a thir- game. thirteen game, fifteen. I, thought, game. I think it was fifteen. Fifteen game winning streak for Louisiana. Um. And and kind of surprisingly, stunningly, um, so yeah, that is that's really the only rice. The team of Houston. That's exactly right. <laughs> hey, well, well, and Texas Southern. <laughs> I have a yeah, Texas Southern. Team. We'll get to them in a moment. Who has two wins in in the city of Houston? It ain't UH. The Rice Owls. Who do? Anyway, that's the harsh reality of the G five this year. And thought number three: a clean slate. So I don't know if you saw. Uh, but uh, what happened in the Abilene Cooper and Lubbock Coronado game? So Lubbock Cooper, uh, Abilene Cooper uh, wins the game on essentially like a tip drill run and catch like 64 yards in the final minute mm-hmm. to beat Lubbock, Cooper, Lubbock Coronado 33-28. And there was, uh, I was reading up about it and stuff like that, and, I, and in the Lubbock Avalanche Journal, I believe this was, let me make you a screen, uh, Stephen Garcia. Stephen Garcia got a quote from DJ Mann, friend of ours. DJ Mann, here's a quote. We're one play away, man. It seems like for the last three weeks, we're one play away. But it's a new season. 
that stuck with me because like this past week of course we had a lot of a lot of open dates for uh for uh six big schools six a and five a and this week it starts for real like all of this, all of this like conjecture, all of us arguing who's better than who, all of this arguing about what, like all these non-district games, it's important to remember they're fun for us and they're good data points as we try to analyze what Texas high school football is going to look like for the next, you know, 15 weeks. But in the end, they don't mean anything. Mm-hmm. You can be 0-4, you can be 4-0. Doesn't matter. Because if you go, because if you lose the, the wrong games mm-hmm. the rest of the way, you're toast. That's like we and ain't nobody gonna remember you start four and zero. I was just gonna say we talked to uh, San Antonio Davenport's uh, head coach on Football Friday, uh, JD Zimmerhunzel. Yes, the man, the dancing man. Um, and you asked him, you're like, like obviously the district, like district is starting. Here's what really counts. He's like, oh yeah, it's great being three and zero. Like this has been mm-hmm. fun, but we don't really care about this, you know. Right. It was so whether you're four and zero, zero and four, somewhere in between. Just know that really for a lot of teams, especially the big school ranks, it starts at noon. Three big thoughts. Three helmet stickers. A helmet sticker for Paradise quarterback Austin Iglesias. He goes 9 of 11, 171 yards, two touchdowns passing, eight carries, 127 yards, two touchdowns rushing. Steph came away really impressed by Paradise yeah. on, on Thursday. Baylor running back Richard Reese, the freshman out of Belleville. 19 carries, 156 yards, and three touchdowns for the Bears. Um, we got to see Kyron Jones come in, too. Oh, good. For In the fourth quarter. Ah, Shadow Creek Zone. Yeah. He still he needs to put on more muscle, but he's tall. He was always, yeah, he was always smallish. Yeah. He, I mean, he looked good, but he's mm-hmm. very skinny. And Maynard running back Quentin Joyner. 26 carries, 208 yards, and four touchdowns for those mighty Maynard Mustangs. Three helmet stickers. Three teams to watch. Katie Cinco Ranch. Do you see this? Do you see this? You hear about this, Kev? They they not just beat Katie Tompkins. They drilled Katie Tompkins 42-14. That has me like having a lot of questions about Cinco, mm-hmm. about Tompkins, about 196A. Yeah, cuz that'll put that puts them as the second favorite in that district behind Katie. Yeah, about Region 3. Like I have a lot of questions. <laughs> Keep an eye on Cinco First Ranch. Shot, Big win go. for them. 42-14. They drilled them. Yeah. Texas Southern got a big win this past week, um, and and I believe I want to say it was a it was one of their Andrew Body was was of course fantastic, but they it's their first two game winning streak against uh, uh, they got their first two game winning streak since two thousand nine two thousand eleven or two yeah win streak of, of or I'm sorry of, against Southern I should say they beat Southern twenty four nothing and. It is, of course, Texas Southern was playing Southern, which is Eric Dooley's old school, mm-hmm. and then the coach there. This was a team that, like the 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 shutout, the last time the Jaguars were shut out was in 2017, and the last time a SWAC school shut them out was 2012. Wow, very impressive, for Texas Southern. Not known for their defense, but great win for them. And finally, Toller. Let me draw your attention to what the Rattlers are doing because the Rattlers are messing around and, and doing some big things. They're 4-0 now. They're entering their open date. Finished their non-district play unbeaten. Fantastic win last week over Comanche. 45-14. Really beat them badly. And remember, that's a 2A beating a 3A. Mm. And a good 3A. A previously unbeaten 3A. It's a great win for Toller. Keep an eye on them. There are three teams to watch. Three to see coming up this week. It's Battle of the Lakes week. It's like Travis and Austin Westlake. 
going on this week. Are they play- they're at Westlake again? Because uh-huh. they were there last year. That's what I've got it on my schedule. All right. That's how, that's how I'm make sure of that. Yeah, because I covered that game last year. It was week 11. Uh, yeah, this and... is Lake Travis at Austin Westlake. All right, back to back. I don't yeah. know how they did that. Who knows? Who knows how these things work? I but a uh, lot to lot to glean from this. You know, what's the quarterback situation like at Lake Travis? How much has that defense improved? Etc. First battle of the lakes for Tony Salazar and company. It's it's also skillet week. Yeah. TCU and SMU. I think Craven and I'll just, Mallory will be there. I'll say this. SMU gets a lot of flack for not filling up Ford Stadium. If they don't fill it up this week, I got no sympathy. You can't be too busy boulevarding to go into the stadium. This is this is you, like the the man the man who scorned you. Scorned you, quote unquote. I'm putting your quotes on that. Is coming back to town. That better be full. Yes. Big, big, big energy this week. And one of 12 battles of unbeatens this week. This how about hipster and I love it. How about Brownfield and Littlefield? <laughs> I love this. Is it? Do they call it the Battle of the Fields? I don't know. Because they, they do. should. Brownfield and Littlefield going on. I'll give you a quick uh, peek, sneak peek at our uh, at our computer projections this week. Computer's got it to pick them. Uh, Brownfield off to a fantastic start. Their offense has been humming. Keep an eye on that one. Brownfield at Littlefield. That's three to see. That's Monday morning fallout. We're Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And of course, see us at TexasFootball.com, TexasFootball.com, where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. Oh, pickle. Dave Campbell's Texas Football uh, is proud to partner with Ozarka to honor the finest Texas high school football teams in the state with the Ozarka Fueled by Nature Team of the Week Award. Each week, the Texas football staff uh, recognizes one school in each classification with this award. Uh, we are uh, so pleased to be proud partnered with Ozarka once again this year to honor excellence uh, on in Texas high school football. These teams have exemplified the best in Texas high school football. Let's get to the, this week's winners. In 6A, Katie Cinco Ranch. Gavin Rutherford, 3-for-3 three three touchdowns in the Cougars' defense. Stymied rivaled Katie Tompkins in route to a 42-14 upset win, snapping a three-year losing streak to the Falcons. In 5A, Houston Wisdom. The long wait is over for the Generals as Hani Ali ran for 158 yards and DePerian Tate scored three touchdowns to power past Houston Austin 31-7, 31-7, snapping a 35-game losing streak. Well done, Houston Wisdom. Speaking of history, in 4A, Canyon West Plains. The Wolves used three turnovers and a steady dose of running back Jordy Hernandez to topple Amarillo Paladero 28-26, earning their first win in program history. In 3A, Gunner. In a showdown of North Texas small school powers, the Gunner defense flexed its muscles as the Tigers went on the road and took down Division I power Brock 21-16. In 2A, Three Rivers, the Bulldogs are off to a 4-0 start for the first time since 2014 after surging past previously unbeaten Banchetti, 26-14. In 1A, Chester, the Yellow Jackets upset Calvert, 58-22 on Friday night, getting their first ever victory over the Trojans in their fifth meeting. And finally, in the private school ranks, Argyle Liberty Christian. The Warriors' offense took flight on Friday night as quarterback Jacob Vaughn paced a 480-yard attack and a 50-13 win over Grapevine Faith Christian. So those are your Ozarka Fueled by Nature Teams of the Week. Congratulations to all the schools. We salute you. For more information, visit TexasFootball.com. And now a word from our friends at VCR Now. 
born and bred in Texas hits a little different, as it should. Texas loved doing business with fellow Texans. VCR now takes its Texas roots as seriously as its many partnerships with schools and universities around the state. It's also why we're so proud to promote our brand in the pages of the Texas Bible, Dave Campbell's Texas Football, and on the airwaves of Texas Football Today. Driven by producing quality broadcast video, state-of-the-art audio, and LED video scoreboards at affordable prices, VCR now makes sure to listen to your needs in its athletic department before recommending the next best steps. Building great products is our business, and it's our focus on building meaningful long-term partnerships with our clients that sets us apart. From our 24-7, 365-day help desk, the training lab in our hometown of Red Oak, or our sports marketing business plan that puts money back in the hands of our athletic departments we support, VCR Now is built to last. Reach out to us today at info at vcrnow.com or by calling 855-GO-VCR-NOW. Again, that's info at vcrnow.com or by calling 855-GO-VCR-NOW. Every high school athlete wants to play on the big stage and every parent wants their child to be the best, but is making your target list of schools based on top 25 rankings really the best strategy? What about academics, location, coaching style, financial aid? There's so many factors that should be considered when selecting a college program outside of on-field performance. Our friends at Athletes to Athletes have put together a recruiting guide centered around providing a broader, more holistic perspective about what your college experience could be. It's got checklists, do's and don'ts, key strategies, much more. It's a 22-page guide that covers everything you and your family should know as you walk through your college recruiting journey. And now, for a limited time only, Athletes to Athletes is offering this guide for free to our audience. Go to athletestoathletes.com slash Campbell today. Download the free college recruiting guide. That's athletes, T-O-athletes.com, athletes-athletes.com slash Dave Campbell. Or skin Pickle, let's go to the hotline, and let's welcome in the head coach of the 4-0 and Canyon Eagles up there in Randall County. We're pleased to be joined by Coach Todd Winfrey. Coach, how are you? I'm doing great, man. How are you guys today? I'm excellent. How are things in beautiful Canyon, Texas? Oh, man, it's God's country up here, man. We're just living the dream. Well, and you guys have, have plenty to be excited about after a, a thrilling win over Amarillo Caprock last week. That was a, a matchup of unbeatens there up there in, in, in the panhandle, and you guys uh, took care of business. Uh, I have to imagine that going into that game to come out with, with such a narrow win and, and such a, in such a nip-and-tuck affair uh, has you pretty excited about what not only this means uh, for this particular game, but also moving forward. Absolutely. You know, first of all, you know, we knew Keprock was an incredible team. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're huge, they're fast, they're well coached. You know, Coach Sherwood's as good a coach as there is in the country. And so we knew we were going to have our hands full anyway. And then, you know, that that game didn't exactly go the way we thought it was going to. You know, we were down 32 to 14 with seven and a half minutes to go Mm -hmm. and uh, found a way to come back and win. And so obviously those are the kind of things that you can you can come in the film room and meet with your kids and just explain to them, guys, this is something we can build on. This can be a defining moment, you know, for, for our program and our season. And, and of course, you know, it's, it's nice to get the win, but you know, it's just part of the process when you're a non-district football trying to keep improving and keep getting better and getting ready for that, that first district game uh, on October 14th. Well, and, and speaking of which, you know, what, what, what's so remarkable about that comeback to me is it's not exa- you guys have a, a a few really important seniors. I don't want to downplay them, but looking at your squad, you guys seem real young. I, I, you guys played something like 16 sophomores last year, stuff like that. So, uh, does that make the comeback win even more even more, you know, satisfying and gratifying for you knowing that you're doing it with guys who are who are kind of still getting their feet underneath them? 
It, it, it does. You know, we, we talked in the interview after the game. We only had three returning starters on offense and mm. defense this year. And, uh, you know, you say it's not necessary, you know, not to focus on the seniors, but it's a huge credit to those seniors mm-hmm. for loving on and helping grow and helping mature and bring into the pack those young kids and, and empower them and make them feel, feel part of the team. And, 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 you know, to do something special like that on a Friday night, it, it takes a lot of mental fortitude. And, and for some young kids to, to be an integral part of that was pretty special. It really was. Talking with Todd Winfrey, the head coach of the Canyon Eagles here on Texas Football Today. You can involve the conversation in hashtag TF Today. Uh, all right, Coach, one of those seniors, the aforementioned uh, seniors, is is Derek Clements, your, your quarterback. And, and, and you guys ask him to do a lot. Uh, you know, looking at the stats, I believe he's he's involved in at least in fifty six percent of the plays, either throwing or, or running the ball. Um, you know, you you coached him last year there in your first year there. You've been on the staff there. You've seen him kind of come through the program. Uh, how have you seen your your quarterback grow over the over the course of his career? What whatever spectrum or chart you could come up with, it's bigger than that. Mm. The, the 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 way he's grown, it's been incredible. And it's what we challenged him to do coming into this. He's always been a talent. He's beautiful. You know, he's six, four, about two fifteen. Uh, he's, he's a prototype. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but in, in his sophomore year, which he came in, that was our semifinal run and, and bailed us out in that quarterfinal game. Um, but last year he did amazing things, but mentally just wasn't quite over the hump. And so, mm-hmm. you know, what we challenged him to do this year was really to be that guy. And what what I mean by that is when something negative happens, is to be able to let it go. You know, quarterbacks have to be on an even keel. And I've been so proud of him. You know, when something good happens, he's, he's an even keel. When something bad happens, he responds the same way. And, and he's kind of just kept this steady, eddy approach to himself. He's letting us coach him. Coach Rab, our quarterback coach, does a great job. And, of course, I've done quarterbacks uh, my whole career. And so I, I kind of jump in there, too. And and he lets us coach him, and he lets us coach him hard. And, and you know this, every great program, the way you coach a quarterback is the way you coach a team. And sometimes you got to jump your quarterback's butt to make a point to the rest of the team. Mm. And he's embracing that. And because of that, he's starting to flourish. And, and I think that's all because of his mindset coming into this season, season to actually you know, approach being the senior leader we needed him to be. Uh, another guy on the other side of the ball, you know, your defense has, has do, certainly done its part as well, and, and and it's hard not to notice what Javin Cash has, has meant to your program. You know, you mentioned one of the <laughs> no doubt one of the, one of the very few seniors on that defense, and 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 a guy who's leading the team in tackles, a guy who's you know you see all the highlights, and it seems like he's in he's in on every tackle. Uh, you know, the numbers are impressive, the film is impressive. You're the guy who sees him every day in the practice. What is it about your your senior linebacker Javin Cash that sets him apart? You know, Jay Cash is is he's the guy that shows up every day. There, there's not a day off for that dude. And uh, it's, it's not more important or, or it's, it's more important to him than, than, than anybody. And uh, we, we made it real clear early on and we haven't hid this, that as Javen goes, so goes our defense. Mm-hmm. You know, he's just the bell cow for us. And, and we've got some other cats on that defense, like a Hunter Anderson that does a great job on the back end, but, but Javen's the heartbeat of that thing. And, and as long as he shows up and keeps doing what he does every day, I think our defense has a fighting dog's chance. I really do. He's a special, special kid. He's a special player. Comes from a great family. Um, you are in your your second year in there in the big chair. Of course, you've been there, you know, for years and years and years. You're no stranger to the program. Uh, you were a longtime right. assistant under under Coach Blake Bryant for for you know the legend up there in Canyon. I'm interested now. You know, you're you're a season and a quarter into what's hopefully going to be a long run there at, at Canyon. What do you? What do you know about this job now that maybe you didn't know when you took over? 
You know, I get asked that a lot, you know, replacing a legend like Blake Bryant, you know, you, you can't replace him. You just, you're just the next guy up. You know, there's no replacing somebody that's that incredible, but uh, you know, you just, you didn't know how much of the job that, that didn't have to do with football. You know, there's things you deal with on a daily basis and you're not really worried about football or getting practice ready. You know, the, the football part of it, Coach Bryant entitled me or and put me in a position to to let me do a lot of things that head coaches do. And I had a lot of responsibility and I appreciate that from him. But but it was it was it was the, the other stuff. The sitting here at the desk from eight in the morning until about two fifteen that that you, you learn on a daily basis and some of it you're like man i never in my life dreamed i'd be doing this today mm. but uh you know at the end of the day it's it's just such a blessing to, to get to do this job there's no place you'd rather do it and, and I, i've got the you know i know you got a pretty dang good job brother but i, I got a pretty dang good job too <laughs> uh we, we can just agree we both got pretty good jobs. <laughs> yes sir we're allowed to each have, have good jobs todd winfrey the head coach of canyon join us here on texas football today you know coach i'm, I'm interested you you guys uh district three four eight Division one, a lot of teams cross state starting district play this week. You guys got another month. Uh, you, know, you guys aren't going to start uh, up up until week eight because of a five team district. How do you? How does that change the the way you approach things? Knowing that you're going to have six non district games before things really get get real. How how do you approach that? Well, first of all, we're starting a week earlier than we have been the last four mm. years because it used to be a four team district. Yeah. So we're kind of glad it's a five team now, but. You know, yeah, I think it is a little different. You know, I think you've got to come into that knowing we've got, you know, three weeks of fall camp and then six non-district games and then an open week. And so, I mean, that's that's a 10-week period. Mm-hmm. And so, number one, you, you've got to have a plan or a vision to just steadily increase, you know, from day one until that first district game. I think you've got more time than some people have. So, you've got the ability to, to make changes and tweak things and look at things and, and you know, look at a couple things you might – want to try offensively or defensively you know everybody knows what the base things we're going to do are but but you can tinker just a little bit and maybe see what exactly a kid can do in this role or that role and it gives you a little more time now i think you got to do a good job focusing because six six weeks of of games where those kids know that these are just non-district games and every game is important to us but but you know there's a major difference in a non-district and a district game so keeping them energetic and focused and, and on task is is uh you know a big part of that deal making it fun and, and keeping practice fresh for those guys and you know yeah we've still got two more two more games and then an open week before we we start on october 14th so it's it's different you know it's interesting to watch people start their district now and sometimes you take a breath and go okay good we've still got a couple more games to to really tweak all the little you know things that we want to work on uh and that includes coming up this week uh taking on a, a good midland greenwood squad you guys got to travel up there to purser field uh up there at, at jake jam king king memorial stadium um you know i don't want to ask you to give away all your secrets i know you're you're deep into film but but when you take a look at what you're up against uh with with the rangers coming up this week what do you see well first of all i see a coach and coach purser that's mm-hmm. you know from a legendary family an incredible coach. Their staff does a good job. You know, Midland Greenwood's notorious for just playing freaking hard football. You know, they play fast. They play physical. You know, we went got to go scout them Friday night because our game was on Thursday and watched them play shallow water and beat an incredible shallow water team. Mm-hmm. You know, they just execute. They, they didn't make mistakes. They 
they just play good football. And, and Coach Purser's son can kick it a country mile. He had a 61-yarder in that game. And so, you know, if you let those guys across the 50-yard line, they're going to get three points out of it. So we, we've got to stop the run. You know, they, they do a great job running the football. They, you know, Coach uh, – or their quarterback is, is, is the Flowers kid. And uh, does a heck of a good job, and they're just they're just a good team. Their defensive line's really physical, so we're going to have to really do a good job up front and and, and kind of do what we did Thursday night. And, and we made some mistakes, but we took care of the football. We didn't turn it over. We played field position when we needed to, and and uh, I think that's what we have to do. And, and hopefully, we can make that trip down to Midland and and uh, come out okay. He's Todd Winfrey. He's the head coach of the 4-0 Canyon Eagles. Coach, appreciate your time. Congratulations again on the fantastic win on Thursday and the fantastic start to the season. Best of luck this week. Man, I appreciate it. Thanks for all you do for us in, in high school sports and high school football. You guys are the y'all are the we call it the purple standard up here, but you're the gold standard <laughs> of, of what uh, radio shows and, and publications are. So appreciate you, Tep. Appreciate you, Coach. There he goes. Thanks, buddy. See Todd, you, man. Play Todd, for the seat. <laughs> Todd Winfrey. <laughs> Always, always branding head coach of the Canyon Eagles joined us here at Texas football today. Uh, exciting times up there in Canyon. Uh, you know, this is a this is a team. You know, it's it, it's it's interesting. He mentioned kind of following a legend who was there under Blake Bryant. You know, forever for twenty years, and um, and then he gets the big chair. And it's hard to follow a legend. Last year, eight and three. You know, a solid year, I would say. Um, this year something special cooking they that's a really nice win over Caprock mm-hmm. if they especially if they can get they get Greenwood and Andrews to round out non-district play then they get into district play and and, and look the district's tough um you know you're gonna have to deal with Dumas you're gonna have to deal with with a Canyon Randall team that's playing really well I think Pampa is better than two and two um so they're gonna be they're gonna get tested early and often but but this is a team that that right now is playing really good ball and you should be paying attention to the Canyon Eagles and their coach Todd Winfrey we appreciate this time we're Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells, and of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Hey, Ashley. What? Dave Campbell's Texas Football, the leading publication for all things football in the state of Texas. And the Tax Act Texas Bowl recognize the most outstanding high school football players in the state each week with the Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week Award. Each week, Dave Campbell's Texas Football staff nominates 10 deserving candidates for that week's award based on the previous week's on-field performance. We then leave it up to you to vote at TexasFootball.com. Don't blame me. Voting closes each Friday at noon with the winner being announced on TexasFootball.com shortly thereafter. Crazy week of stats. Let's get to our 10 nominees, starting with Silsby wide receiver Draylon Miller. 110 yards, two touchdowns receiving, 80 yards, a touchdown rushing, and an 80-yard kickoff return for a touchdown. Light work. Mineola running back and linebacker Dawson Pendergrass, we're just going to keep nominating him until you, he wins. <laughs> I swear it's like the third time in four weeks he's been nominated. 311 yards, three touchdowns rushing, 66 yards, touchdown receiving, 50 yards and a touchdown passing, five tackles, an interception return for a touchdown, and he ran for three two-point conversions. So three touchdowns rushing, a touchdown receiving, a touchdown passing, uh, an interception return for a touchdown. Bingo. Goodness. Dumas athlete Emmanuel Ibanez had 185 yards and four touchdowns passing, 132 yards, two touchdowns rushing. He returned an interception for a touchdown, and he averaged 43 yards per punt. <laughs> Pretty darn good. ARP quarterback Frank Smith, 186 yards 
and uh, and uh, let me see, 186 yards, four touchdowns passing, 86 yards, three touchdowns rushing. He ran for four two-point conversions, and he also threw for a two-point conversion. Okay. That's five. Mount Vernon running back Mackenzie McGill, 325 yards and five touchdowns rushing, and he also threw for a touchdown. Which is huge because their quarterback is out. Yeah, quarterback is hurt. That's right. What it's big for up. McKinsey McGill. Yeah. New Braunfels Canyon wide receiver Xavion Noland. 12 catches, 274 yards, and four touchdowns receiving. Can't be stopped. Neither could Ingleside wide receiver Jaden Smith. Five catches, 192 yards, four touchdowns receiving. That means he was tackled once. <laughs> El Paso Franklin wide receiver and defensive back Bo Sparks had 16 catches for 177 yards and three touchdowns receiving. He also caught a two-point conversion. He also returned a punt 77 yards for a touchdown, and he had 12 tackles. That's a fantastic football name. Bo Sparks. DeSoto quarterback DJ Bailey, 359 yards and six touchdowns passing for the DeSoto Eagles. And finally... San Antonio Davenport running back Shaston Golden, 372 yards and seven touchdowns rushing for Shaston Golden of the unbeaten San Antonio Davenport Wolves. So there you go. Your 10 nominees for the Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week for Week 4. Vote early, vote often, vote now at TexasFootball.com. We had uh, highlights of Shaston Golden on on football, football Friday. Friday. It was insane. It was, just like, it was another one. Another like, one. Like, here he goes again. Like, Tep, you didn't even, Tepper didn't even have to, like, really look at his shot sheet because he like, just knew every touchdown like, was going to be Shaston Golden. Golden. Here he comes. <laughs> All right. Pickle. Dave Campbell's Texas Football is the official rankings provider of the Associated Press. We've put out the most respected Texas high school football rankings for years, and we've been partnered with the Associated Press since 2019. We're very proud of that. We're proud to be the official Texas high school football rankings of record across the Lone Star State. We've now entered week five. These are your week five DCTF Associated Press rankings, starting with Class 6A in the top 10 which is entirely unchanged. One through 10, uh, either idle, like Westlake, North Shore, and Atascacita, or winners, uh, they all won. And so it goes Westlake, North Shore, Carroll, Southlake, Carroll, Duncanville, Katie, Denton, Geyer, Umbla, Atascacita, Sybil, Steel, Allen, and Highland Park rounding out the top 10. To the back half of the 20, top 25, uh, everything, a, a little bit of movement here. Number 12, Katie Tompkins drops out. That kind of nudges everyone up a spot. Uh, for example, DeSoto's up to number 12. San Antonio Brennan up to number 13, et cetera, et cetera. Um, number eight, one of the big jumps was uh, number 18, or rather Dripping Springs, dropped, uh, dropped, jumped up to number 18. Prosper's lost to Denton Geyer, drops them two, drops from just one spot to number 18. We were impressed with the way that they hung in there. They get to hang around in number 18, but they drop uh, they drop one spot, which bumps Austin Vandergrift up two spots to there. Uh, the Woodlands at number 25 drops out, making way for two new programs into the top 25. Number 24, Klein Collins, who nudges in despite not playing. Pays to be number 26 and have people lose in front of you. <laughs> and then finally, Byron Nelson, the Bobcats. Byron Nelson are ranked in the top 25 at number 25 with a win over Keller Fossil Ridge. To 5A we go. 5A Division One. Where a lot of chalk, with the exception of uh, a couple of switches. Most notably, Denton Ryan nudges past Port Arthur Memorial with their win over Saginaw. Barthel Memorial uh, struggled to beat New Caney Porter 18-17. to uh, We thought that uh, Denton Ryan's per- uh, performance so far is a little bit better than Port Arthur Memorial, so they nudge up to number three uh, as Port Arthur Memorial drops number four. Everything else unchanged. Longview, a emphatic number one with their win over Lufkin. Mansfield, Timberview, hang on to that number two spot. 
5 of Division 2. A little bit more movement. Uh, Lubbock Cooper defeats Wichita Falls Rider, which drops Rider from number two to number five in the rankings. Uh, Liberty Hill, Fort Bend Marshall, and Texas High move up as a result. The back half of the top ten, unchanged. Colville Heritage, Midlothian Heritage, Grapevine, Montgomery, Lake Creek, and Port Natchez Groves. Argyle remains number one in 5A Division 2. You all right? Yeah, sorry. Allergies. <laughs> 4A, 4A Division 1. A little bit of chaos here. A little bit of chaos. Salina's loss to Anna drops them to number six. Anna nudges up to number five with their win into the top five of the rankings. The top five are Stephenville, China Spring, Corpus Christi, Cal Allen with their big win over Quero. Very impressive. Bernie and Anna round up the top five. Lumberton up a spot to number seven. Dumas up two spots to number 10, or number eight, rather. Two teams drop out. Number seven, Little Cypress, Mauriceville, and number nine, Beville Jones in their place. Number nine, Somerset, who beat Beville Jones as a result. Battle of Unbeatens, they get him. And into the top 10, Brownwood Lions with their win over Glen Rose. Uh, they move into the number 10 spot of the rankings. To 4A Division 2 we go. 4A Division 2 had a similar kind of amount of a little bit of chaos here. Quero's lost to Cal Allen. We didn't really know what to do with. We ended up dropping them from number uh, from number 4 to number 5 behind Pleasant Grove. Essentially, we think they're the second best one-loss team in the state. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're we're going to hold on to that. Top 3 unchanged. Carthage, Gilmer, and Wichita Falls Rider. Or Wichita Falls Hershey, I should say. Um, Silsby up to, up a spot with their win over Brazosport. Belleville up a spot with a very impressive win over Cameron Yo. Number 7, Glen Rose with their loss uh, uh, to the aforementioned Brownwood drop out of the top 10 as does number 10 Wake O'Connolly uh, with their loss to uh, I believe it was China Spring is that right? Yeah yes. China Spring as a result two new teams into the rankings number 9 Hampshire Finette Longhorns are ranked at number 9 with a win over Splendora and number 10 the uh, the uh, Mustangs of Madisonville are number 10 at, in 4A Division 2 to 3A we go 3A was Chalky except for one resort, and that was Shallow Water's loss. Shallow Water has lost to uh, uh, um, to Midland Greenwood, drops him out of the top 10. Uh, as a result, uh, Bushland uh, up a spot, Breckenridge up a spot to number 8, Hallettsville up a spot to number 9. Into the rankings, number 10, Winsboro, big winners over New Boston, improving to 4-0. and Top 5 unchanged, Franklin, Mount Vernon, Lorena, Columbus, and Grandview. Malakoff still 6, I should say. To 3A Division 2. 3A Division 2, a little bit of changes here. Number 5, Rogers, and number 10, Dangerfield, lose, and they are out of the rankings. As a result, Bell is up two spots to number uh, to number 4. Canadian back into the top 5 with a win over Perryton. West Rusk loses to Tatum, 49-39. to We drop them from 4 to 6. Um... Tatum's a decent team. They're better than their record indicates, and they played them tough. We we decided to give them a little bit of grace. Henrietta up a spot to number seven. Poth up a spot to number eight. New into the rankings. Number nine, Palmer. Bulldogs of Palmer are 4-0 and ranked at number nine. And Lexington, the Eagles of Lexington, are number 10 after their win over Thrall. To two-way we go. Two-way division one, just a little bit of shuffling a little bit, okay? So Centerville drops one spot with their one-point loss to, to Mart. We think they're still a top-10 team. We're going to keep them at number 10. Coleman drops a spot with their loss to Lano. They're punching up an entire division, and so we don't want to punish them too hard. We're going to drop them one spot. As a result, though, your top five now are Timpson, Holly, Crawford, Shiner, and Refurio. Stratford stays the same at number seven. Cisco same at number eight. Toller up a spot to number nine. Two-way division two now. Munster loses again this week. They're now 1-3 on the year. They dropped them out of the rankings. We have a new number one as Holly beats Albany, dropping them, giving them their first loss of the year. The new number one, the Mart Panthers, a familiar number one. They're up to number one. Burton, despite being idle, moves up to number two. We drop Albany to number three. Wellington and Winkstay at four and five, respectively. Chilton up a spot to number six. Price Carlisle up a spot to number seven. Santo up a spot to number eight. 
uh, and uh, and or up two spots. No, no one spot. Bremond up a spot to number nine. And new to the rankings, number ten, Granger. Their win over Goldthwaite uh, gets them into the rankings at t- number ten. To the six-man ranks we go, where there's a little bit of chaos in 1A Division One. Top three unchanged, Westbrook, Abbott, May. May got a really nice win over Garden City. Garden City drops from number four to number nine as a result. Uh, Jonesboro, uh, we kind of reshuffled the middle of this uh, because of the way that these teams played. Jonesboro, very impressive. They vault from number seven to number four. Rankin moves up one spot to number six, or number five, rather. Happy moves up two spots to number six. Erie County moves up two spots to number to, to number seven. Uh, two new, uh, Borden County and Ira both lose. They drop out of the rankings. As a result, we have two new teams. At number 8, the 4-0 Gordon Longhorns with a big win over Waco Live Oak. They're number 8. And number 10, the Bobcats of Medina are ranked with a win over Bolverde, Bracken, Christian. 1A Division 2, mostly chalky with the, exche- with the exception of one, uh, one or two small things. And that is Cherokee's win over Bluffdale impressed us. That vaults them ahead of one loss Balmeray up to number three. Uh, we also decided that Lorraine's big win over Ira was impressive enough to vault them over Oakwood up into the number five spot. So your top five now are Benjamin, Richland Springs, Cherokee, Balmeray, and Lorraine uh, in the top five. Uh, Bluffdale, number 10, we hardly knew ye, drops out of the rankings, uh, into the rankings for the the first time the Dragons of Paducah number 10 the Dragons uh, at 4 and with a win over Miami 92 to 60 into the private school ranks we go. So Parish Episcopal, the number one team in the private school ranks loses to South Oak Cliff by a field goal. We still think they're the best private schools team in the state. For now, we're going to hold on them on at number one. As a result, the top five are unchanged. Parish Episcopal, Dallas Christian, Austin Regents, Houston St. Thomas, and Episcopal School of Dallas. Over in the six-man ranks, uh, it was entirely chalky. Uh, Pasadena First Baptist did play, but everyone else won. As a result, your top five remains. Conroe Covenant, Pasadena First Baptist, Plano Coram Deo, Fort Worth Covenant Classical, and Lantana Harvest Christian. So there you are, your week five. Dave Campbell's Texas Football Associated Press Rankings. For more information, go to texasfootball.com slash rankings. Okay, normally this is when we do final thoughts, but we do have one very special announcement to do in final thoughts, and then you can do your final thoughts, okay? Okay, this is my final thoughts. Okay, if you want to do it, then I'll... Huh? Go ahead and do it. Go ahead and introduce it. Here are the big announcements, Ashley Pickle. Oh, well, I didn't mean it like that. I mean, I can't announce it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, big announcement, and that is... Can I get a drum roll? Dave Campbell's Texas Football and Dave Campbell's Texan Live watch along live Texas high school football this Thursday night at 7 o'clock. Oh, it says November 22nd. I got to fix that. That September 22nd. (laughs) September 22nd. Um, We will be watching Tom Ball Memorial and Klein Kane, which will be broadcasted on Dave Campbell's Texan Live. And we'll get through the three not as important people. That would be myself, Mallory Hartley, and Ishmael Johnson. But the two headliners here, and the reason that you should come watch with us, is Mount Pleasant head coach Joe Cluley will be coming in. And our our guy, Mike Roach, from 24-7 Sports, to watch and give you actual hashtag analysis. Yes. So we're excited. It's going to be fun. Tomball Memorial and Klein Kane is this Thursday, not in two months. Yeah. I'm sorry. I got to fix that graphic. Uh, Thursday, no, uh, September 22nd, uh, live on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, all of the places that you normally see our show. You can see it again. You can watch uh, live Texas high school football. Klein Kane, the number 21 team in 6A, welcoming in Tomball Memorial in a critical district matchup uh, should be fun. We're excited to to get some eyes on these two teams, and of course, uh, pick the brand of Mount Pleasant coach Joe Cluley, who's going to drive in for this. Yeah. Very excited. Uh, Mount Pleasant is not 
Not close. No. Um. Uh, Step brought uh, Canadian Kit Kats for Mrs. Cluley because she's, she is with child. She's with and child, she yes. she wants some Kit Kats. So I that's like it. the most important thing that I'll do that night is make sure to give Coach Cluley the Kit Kats. So we're bringing back the watch along. Uh, we've got some more on the docket kind of coming up here, but this is going to be our first one of the year coming up this Thursday. Make sure you are by the uh, – uh, 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 you, uh, by the channel. Uh, and if sure. I guess if you're if you're new and you don't know what the watch-alongs are, basically we all cram in our studio and we turn the game on. But the like we do a Dave Campbell's Texan live game, so that way we have the rights to show you the broadcast. So you don't need to have the broadcast up and the watch-along up. Mm-hmm. You can, I mean, we would love for you to do that too if you would like a bigger screen of it. But we will be showing the game on the actual screen with us yeah exactly so you can hang out and then if you want you can get i believe it's gonna be our friend chase uh, uh what's his last name I, snyder uh, chase, chase snyder chase snyder's gonna be on the call so if you want to go to TexanLive.com, you can get the you can get the the, the regular play-by-play if you don't want mm-hmm. the uh, yeah the, because the re- another reminder too because we always get yelled at like the first couple times we do this we are not providing play-by-play we're providing like yeah fun color-esque yeah. Stuff like we're not you're not going to get a first and four, you know, No, you're not. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So um, anyway, there you have it coming up this Thursday, the first watch along of the year. It's going to be uh, Klein Kane and Tomball Memorial. Uh, Step is in our comments telling us that uh, we changed the game on Cluley. That he's been studying up because oh, there's no. another game we're going to do. But long story short, we couldn't come to an agreement on the on the streaming rights for that yes. game. So as a result, I got called Coach Cluley and told him, "Hey, all that work you did, pay attention. Like, guess what? You don't have to look up another team. <laughs> anyway, we'll get him up to speed. He'll be excited. He just come in and talk. He'll be a good guy. Anyway, yeah, I'm excited about that. So it's coming out this Thursday. Excited. It's gonna do it for us. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebookcom campbells Follow us on Instagram, instagramcom campbells and of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Thanks again to Todd Winfrey, the head coach of the Four No Canyon Eagles, for being our guest. For Ashley Pickle, I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please meet your Player of the Year trophy. We'll see you tomorrow for more fun on Texas Football Today. <laughs>